Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and ghouls, step right up. Behind this curtain lies a ghastly concoction of delight, horror, fantasy, and terror. Your every wish is our command. Your every whimsical desire brought to life. But I'm warning you, there's always a price. Welcome to the greatest And welcome back to the greatest show on earth that is Talking Terror. As always, I'm your old pal, the King of Horror, Andy G, welcoming you to this episode of the show, where tonight we're going to be discussing the Ghoul Geek Keith film pick of the week from 2010, a Serbian film, directed by uh, Fuckface Spasojevic. Oh, I cannot pronounce there we go. his first name. I cannot pronounce the guy's first name. I've watched so many YouTube videos where they just skip right over it. No, I, I think it's Sir John Spasojevic. I don't know. I'm going with that. Uh, if you guys are cool with that, we'll go with that. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to be talking about that, that, that shocker of a film later on in the, on the show. First and foremost, the guy who picked the movie here tonight, the bold, the beautiful, the Gold Geek Keith. You just don't get it, King. You just don't get it. It's not pornography, okay? It's life itself. Life. You are the victim. The victim. We're I was, born. I was for an hour and four minutes. In this, in this life. That's what we are. Yeah. We're born fucked. Yeah. What is going on, everybody? Fuck, Welcome yeah. to Talking Terror, baby. Fucking Serbia, huh? Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> with that out of the way, we're also joined by the psychotic Simeon himself, the mad monkey, the prince of my morning's day. Yes, get shocking with it, monkey. Shot the monkey. Oh, yeah, this is the bad monkey. It's coming to you live with the drunken monkey real pit. That thing. We, the Talking Terror crew, will be coming in your ears, coming in your eyes. We will be coming all over the fucking place for the next two hours as we bring you some funky, funky shit. Because tonight we are going into uncharted waters, baby. Yes, tonight we are doing some shit that we shouldn't be doing. And we're taking you along for the ride, baby. So just strap in because it's going to be you. Derby, or are we doing a podcast? <laughs> yeah, I sounded like an ad for Micro Machines. You only need the edge. <laughs> like, man, monkey. Might have been the strongest fucking intro I've ever done. Jesus Christ. This Good movie just like, started. I, <laughs> I thought your heart was going to go out halfway through that because you just breathed wrong. And I was like, oh, that's it. It's a heart attack. Because he's so fucking amped up for a Serbian film, he just gave himself a heart attack. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Like, calm down, calm uh, down. Sorry, I, 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 yeah, I had a whore, you know, in, in here just choking me while I was doing this just because I was so fucking excited. But anyway, moving on. Just the diva kicking you in the dick while she pours Monster Energy drink down your throat. That's that kind of fucking, you know, intro that you just did. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> She's got high heels on. She's nailing them in the balls while he drinks Monster Energy. That's how he did that intro. It, Proud of you, it's it's like it's like the movie fucking Jade, man. I, that's what I'm telling you, man. But anyway, that's enough about me. 
Who else we got on deck? We also have returning to the show for a very good movie, the demonic Dean himself. Welcome back, Dean. Woo-hoo! I am making my return to the show, uh, missing a few weeks as uh, was out of my control. But I mean, what a what a better way to to spend uh, a Wednesday evening than uh, talking about the film of which we will get to later on in this program. My my heart is just beating. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> Man, that's, that, that, it's great. Uh, we will get to that. We will get to horror news. Uh, but the first thing I wanted to do as we kick off the show, I mean, it is uh, the ghoul's pick and all, but uh, he and I checked out a movie separately uh, this past weekend called Malignant, directed by James Wan, uh, a movie that if you listened to last week's show, you know that I went on a little bit of a rant about it. And, uh, you know, I'll, I'll talk about what I thought about it, but I wanted to get to the ghoul first. To hear what he thought, spoiler free, of course, because it just came out on Friday. We don't want to spoil it for anybody. But uh, yeah, what did you think to see about Malignant? Don't ruin it for me. He's not going. He's going to give a spoiler free, like we do. Go ahead, go. Okay, so the movie ends like this. Okay, so first. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, listen. You know your rant last week, which I again going from the advertisements, I kind of thought you were you were probably absolutely right. I was in one hundred. 110% support of the king. You know, you were going on and on about how, you know, James Wan said that he was making a giallo. This was an ode to a giallo. And then you watched all the trailers and you're like, well, this just looks like another James Wan fucking supernatural fucking dilemma type of film. Well, I'm happy to say that you were wrong. Um, and you know, he did make a movie that was an absolute ode to, to giallos. Uh for all their good and their bad. And for me, somebody who, you know, every time I watch a Giallo, every time I've picked them on the show, you've picked them on the show, like every time I want to like these movies. I want to like them because I always see the potential. I always see the potential in the story. I always see the potential in who the killer is. There's always that potential and it's never fully realized, at least in my opinion. Now, a lot of that may have to do with the fact that I'm seeing these movies 30 years after their release. Maybe if I saw it in the 70s, I'd be like, oh, bienvenue, what about it? Get a, get a, go to them. Grazie, grazie, amore. That kind of shit, you know, but, uh, <laughs> but no, that's never what happens. I, I sit and I'm like, okay, well, that was Kind of, uh, you know, I mean, shit, you yelled at me a couple weeks ago when I was going to fucking pick a revenge movie for it just because you got all pissy about a giallo because you you're did. the super you giallo man here. What, no one else is allowed to pick giallos? No, it's a okay. but, you know, he loves them and he's okay. a fucking giallo lover. Anyway, my point <laughs> being is that Who doesn't the love movie... Jello? J-E-L-L-O, but I like the good Bob. Oh, i got to get the giallo at all. <laughs> this actually, though, is on this for me, was it was a lot of fun. It took all of the the things about Giallos, including stuff like the acting and, and and things like that, and put it out there. He made a Giallo using today's standards, today's practicality, and except for like a few small things, which I understand why they were done, I enjoyed the ride from from start to finish. Um, and yeah, I, I'm happy to see a lot of the horror community 
also is getting it. You know, it's not getting the typical hate of, oh, well, this is a big budget movie, so, you know, fuck that, man. Uh, you know, give me my 60s shit because that's the way to go. Nah, you know what? I'm seeing people from all across the board saying, hey, you know what? He actually did something pretty fucking good with this for a change. Um, and yes, of course, there's the haters out there. I'm in a, in a horror group that literally malignant. And Candyman can't even be discussed in the group because every time it comes nope. up, it devolves yep. into racist rants, angry mm-hmm. yelling at one another, and threats. You know, so it's like, listen, people, people can have their opinions. Their opinions don't equal facts. They're just opinions. If you don't like their opinion, oh, well, that's your opinion to not like their opinion. So see, see how that goes around? Just whatever, move on, man. It's a hard lesson, though. I get that, because I get involved with stupid shit all the time on fucking Facebook, especially, that I have to, like, step back because I feel like fucking taking something and shoving it up somebody's asshole mm. and fisting them with it a lot. Mm. But anyway, so okay. yeah, that's so, my thoughts on Malignant. So how'd you feel about it, King? Uh, yeah, go um, ahead, King. You know, I went in with low expectations. Like I had said, I, I didn't go in thinking it was going to be great. I didn't go in thinking it was going to be bad. I kind of finished it, and I messaged the ghoul afterwards. Because he asked me to, to do it, and I, you know, I did. And I said, you know, it's not that it was a terrible movie. It's just that I, I, don't, I don't understand, like, what, why, like, was he intentionally trying to put bad performances out there? Like, I get that it was more so adjacent to Giallo for me. Like, it was like, hey, look, there's a Giallo city. We don't want to move there. We just kind of want to say that we know where it is. So we're just going to live adjacent to Giallo city. I mean, that's where the I felt Giallo like. Giallo city? Is it red? I want yeah, to live there. Giallo city, like. I want to live in Jello City with Fulci and Argento and Baba, but you know what? I'm not cool enough, so I'm going to sit outside of Jello City, and I'll live out there, and I'll be like, yeah, I can do it too. Um, you know, Juan owes a lot more to Frank Henenwater. He owes a lot more to Lloyd Kaufman. He owes a lot to George Romero uh, in a lot of ways, and you'll see it when you see it, because there's a particular movie that Romero did that matches up with this one. Um, he owes a lot to Brian De Palma, but no, he just went, I just like, I just like Argento. I was like, well, you're stealing from Fulci a lot, but you don't mention him. You don't mention Lucio. You know, you mention Dario. So it's fine. I just did. But I wanted to bring up what you brought up, uh, Google, because it seems like this movie is divisive, even more so than Candyman and a lot of the groups that I belong to, because it's fucking malignant. Holy shit. I fucking love this movie, bro. And then when you say, you know what, eh, you know, the acting wasn't great. Uh, you know, it, it, it was all right. It just it felt like a Sam Raimi movie in the early 2000s. You know, the CGI was just not great. Hey, man, shut the fuck up, bro. I don't like your negative vibes in my group. And it's like, okay, well, I'm in a public group. Like, this is, this is pub, it's not a private conversation. You, I'm adding my thing, and I'm also not saying go fuck yourself if you like this movie. You're telling me to go fuck myself because I didn't like it. So... I don't really understand your point. We're a horror community. It's supposed to be a family. It's okay to fucking disagree. You know, I don't like your chocolate and my peanut butter, and you don't like your peanut butter and my chocolate. That's fine. <laughs> you know, let's keep it that way. It's okay to, to not like things. It's also okay to like things. But I think that's what makes horror such an open forum for conversation. We don't have to get racist. We don't have to get disgusting. We could just be fucking human beings and just not like something or love something. I mean, there was plenty of conversations I had where people were like, I love this about Malignant. I was like, that's fucking cool. That actually was cool. But this is what I didn't like about it. And they didn't go tell me to go jump off a bridge. You're like, you know what? It's okay to disagree. But I, just, I, I hate this all of a sudden, this very toxic uh, divisiveness that's happening with a lot of these movies that come out. 
Where if you don't fucking love it 100% and you want to just jizz all over it, then you're a fucking asshole and get the fuck out of my face. I don't, I don't know where it started, but I'm noticing a lot more this. Oh, and all the horror forums that belong to. Yeah, yeah horror groups. Just enter, enter a Facebook horror forum about a particular movie that just came out and just wait. <laughs> because you will see it. These people get into such fucking arguments where they're like, well, fuck me, you fucking asshole. I hope you die. Whoa, whoa. He just said that he's sitting like Mitch Samar. You not have to wish death upon it. Like, you know, it's like, it's okay. Yeah, I just, yeah. yeah. That's a divisive one. No. That is definitely yeah. a divisive one. Oh, God, that, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, Mitch Samar and Hereditary. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> about those. Uh, okay, so anything. So, okay, so if I could ask you two guys, just because you've both seen it and – just like you guys, you know, I'm I'm part of a shitload of horror groups, you know, because Google, you know, you and I are like sharing comments between half of them. Um, uh, between like just your opinions, okay. A lot of the kids that are out saying this, okay. Um, do you think they have the knowledge to actually know and respect the classic Giallo films that are going on, or do you think possibly this is something new and fresh to them? Like the whole, you know, possibly just dipping their toes into the giallo genre. You know, go ahead, whoever first. But you know, I mean, yeah. For me and the group that I'm part of, it's brand new to them. That's why when they saw Malignant, they were like, "Oh fuck, this is like this isn't anything like he's done before. This is so fresh and it's so new and it's so different and wild and wow, like you know, wow, man." But they've never seen New York Ripper. They've never seen Deep Red. They've never seen Bay of Blood. Like, they've never seen How do you know? a lot of the classics. Maybe some, oh, because I've talked to them, believe me. I've had conversations, several, <laughs> where, they, where they were talking about how fresh and new and how this hasn't been done before. And then I rattle off a bunch of movies uh, that have done it before. And, wow, really? Well, they're probably not as good. But you've never seen them. Like, how can you – uh, how, uh, like, how could you say Sisters by Brian De Palma is a bad movie if you've never seen it? Watch it first, and then come back to me mm-hmm. and say, you know what? I hated it. It sucked. It's so bad. Like, you know, how could you like that movie? That's fine. That's fair. That's a fair assessment if you didn't like it. But you can't be like, well, who the fuck is Ruccio Fulci? Who cares? James Wan made a great job movie. Okay, well, watch a Ruccio Fulci movie first, and then come back to me, and then say, okay, well, Wan did it better. I will respect you more. But a lot of these young kids, they just don't get it. They don't want to get it. They just know what's brand new and right in front of them, and that's it. I don't know. Like, Damn them with the snappers. Your experiences, that's what I have. I'm sorry. What <laughs> All right. Well, again, I mean, I, I think I kind yeah, of go fall ahead, go into on. the whole – I just think I fall into, into that middle category in which, yeah, I obviously have seen some of those old movies. Right. But and like I I've said time and time again, you know, I always find myself falling disappointed with them. You know, so, and that for me is a generational mm-hmm. thing. So in a lot of ways for yeah. these kids, you got to remember something too. And I, I, you know, I say kids and most of these kids King, are in their forties <laughs> and you know, so yeah, they're, they're really yeah, not they kids. Yeah. Um, I say kids too though. You know, so, so, the the so, King so is fighting with people, 12 year olds. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's, a, that's, that's me and, and freaking the monkey on <laughs> Xbox. Okay. Yeah, so, so for <laughs> them, you got to remember, too, <laughs> these are the same people that have now come up and been a part of the latest trends of horror. You know, these are the ones that have mm-hmm. come up with the Conjuring films and things like that. 
they, even though they might be our age, they may just not have been introduced or as heavily into horror early in their lives like we were. So for us, you know, I watch The Conjuring. I watch, you know, Insidious and stuff like that, and I see all kinds of shades of poltergeist in there. You know, so for me, mm-hmm. I can look at that and say there's that, that, that movie series parenting right there. Boom. You know, Amityville, yeah. freaking poltergeist, all of that stuff. So I can see that with this film. Like you said, you know, I see army of darkness in there there are things in there yeah you know so so for yeah. me what i appreciate about it is it's not accidental you know that's the thing <laughs> i think everything everything that was done in malignant was everything. absolutely done with intent and intention so that is why i think that he did actually make a really good film because what he did with what he did is doing what they did Except because he did it with the intention, it kind of makes did. it a little more fun. Yeah, I mean, it, I could see that too, and and I just I wish he had he had gone out a little bit more of his way to to kind of say, you know, we're having a little bit of fun here, you know, we're kind of doing the Jello thing, but we're also kind of paying respects to like body horror and and Henwater. and I mean, I laughed a lot. I didn't think I would. I didn't think I was going to laugh so much, and that's why I said I don't know if it was intentional or not, because there's one scene. That happens, and I'm not going to ruin it. I'm not going to say what happens. But it immediately goes into Safari Riot's cover, Where's My Mind? And I laughed for like a solid five minutes because it was supposed to be fucking dramatic and like, whoa, what the fuck? And I'm like, wow. Like, why are we listening to Where's My Mind again? Like, is there another song on your fucking list, James Wan? Can you pick another one? Every fucking other scene. Yeah, between the performances, between the music, between the score, you know, again, I think, I think what he's doing here, like, you know, I think he's kind of going the, you know, not, not quite douchebaggery route, obviously, but I do think that he was layering things, which is yeah. kind of cool, mm-hmm. you know, because like, you don't see that in the Conjuring movies at all. You know, they're pretty much no. cut and dry. No. It's just, this is, this is what you're getting. You know, he throws it up. He's just mm-hmm. like, opens his ass <laughs> and just shits out the Conjuring movies, you know? Um, and then the rest of the universe just, just goes from there. The Insidious movies, like, I just finally watched, and I know he didn't direct it, but, like, I watched The Last Key the other night, right. and my God, if that is not one of the fucking worst movies I've ever seen it's in my bad. life. Like, if I could not it's recommend so a movie anymore, don't watch The Last Key. <laughs> it's just yeah. terrible. No. Yeah, so, I, I rented and like, it, and I'm glad I didn't see it in theaters. But, uh, I mean, James Wan did do Death Sentence, and that's a fucking great movie. Mm-hmm. I forgot he did Death Sentence. And I was like, you know what? He actually is okay, because that's fucking Kevin Bacon. That's a great movie. And I forgot that he did it. And I was like, you know what? I, I owe him somewhat of an apology. He's not the worst director I've ever, because I could watch that movie anytime <laughs> done and have fun with it. Death Sentence is just fucking great. And, and Insidious is okay, too, you know, the first one anyway. But, uh, you know, so, yeah, overall, it just, again, didn't hate it. And if you want to watch it, absolutely, I would say watch it, you know, and see what you think about it, you know, and see if it's wild as people say it is. Yeah, that's, that's what, and I've been telling that to a lot of people. I said I, I know that I hate on the guy a lot, but you know what? Watch it. See if you find something cool about it. I think you're going to laugh. I think you're going to enjoy the ride, and I think you're going to think it's wild. I mean, I think, that, and that's fine, you know. And I told people, if you love it, that's great. I, I don't hate on anybody that loves anything. I just, I, I, you know, let's get rid of the toxic divisiveness and horror. Let's move towards more positive, negative conversations. Yeah, we're all one big family, and that's later. the thing that brings us all together. <clears throat> so, Except what? Yeah. 
Listen, except when it comes to Zack Snyder. That's fine. Well, you can talk about it. Like I said, you guys want to like Dawn of the Dead. That's cool. I just don't. And that's what I've said. I'm not going to argue about it. Well, that's because Marvel is the Dead as yeah. Dawn of the Dead is your favorite movie. Yeah. It is, clearly. I have the poster in my bedroom right now. I guess it's over that part. Yeah, because... Yeah, yeah, because we all fucking love that movie. Oh, a fucking piece of shit. That sure it was. <laughs> so, 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 Dean, all right, now that we've taken up a great chunk of your time, what have you got for horror news, bro? Monkey, get yourself right. This is not my time, okay? This yeah, is bro. our time. This is our bro, bro. time. Get extreme. This is not our my time. time. This is not, this is not my segment. Up there. Uh, everyone has the opportunity to share in this segment if they, if they feel... They must. It's not my time. Thank you, Steve. My time? <laughs> Monkey, you it's my life. Okay, it's now or never. Okay. I'm not going to live. I ain't going to live forever. I just want to live while I'm alive. Because it's my <laughs> life. Thank you, John. Yeah, it's our time. And it's now or never. Yeah. Uh, this is for the ones that uh, the time has come for time of your life. possibly a wider audience to get to see uh, the King's recent favorite uh, Candyman film because I have learned that it will hit all of the video on demand services this Friday, uh, which seems oh, like a turnaround Shit, time really? for me these days. But yeah, uh, you know, I feel like the line has officially become blurred with how long we wait, mm-hmm. wait for things from the theater to the home market. But yeah. The new Candyman film will hit video on demand options this Friday. Wow. All right. There we go. Any any word that 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 it's going to be purchasable or if it's going to be like that home premiere thing where it's like a $20 rental? Uh, No, I just saw Candyman uh, video on demand, but I'm taking a peek now to see if I can uh, have any other information uh, that might help you. Uh, to 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 learn this information that you so seek, but I'm not seeing any at this well, time. Have to look it up on Friday when it comes out. It might be a home. No, that's yeah. for me. Twenty bucks. That's cool. That yeah, be checking that shit out in a week. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Give monkey some time. Got to get together. You mean two days from now? <laughs> yes. No, give him a week. Because so, he's got to get the crew together. You hire, boys. Uh, <laughs> exactly. I'm asking, hi, yo, yo. It says that it's heading to VOD services as soon as this coming Friday. It uh, doesn't say anything about being able to purchase. So there you yeah, have it. have to see what it is. All right. Well, if you miss it in theaters, you can see it at home. All right. So let's yes. After trying to keep it a secret and not being uh, really successful, uh, they were able to kind of keep the timeline, I guess, secret. But a a new Predator film directed by Dan Trachtenberg has completed filming. Uh, there's a rumor going around that this Predator film might go straight to Hulu uh, and that this Predator film is actually going to be an origin story centering on the first journey of the Predator to this planet. Oh. Well, kind of fun. Yeah, we, I thought out. we knew that already. 
Yeah, it's, it's going to be, yeah, you spoke about this. It's going to be a female. Yeah, event. we did. It's going to take place with like a Native American tribe and, uh, yeah, it's kind of like Pocahontas meets, meets the Predator. Oh, well, there we go. There we have it. There's our origin story. Strap in, boys. <laughs> I'm so excited I, I can't hardly sit still. Uh, the uh, in other Predator drop news, uh, it's long been <laughs> yeah. argued between the original Predator film camp and the Jean Claude Van Damme film camp about whether Jean Claude Van Damme uh, was fired, uh, whether his uh, antics on set uh, led to his demise, or uh, whether he quit in frustration over creative differences, but. Uh, Bill Duke, one of the stars of that film, has shed some light about the Jean-Claude Van Damme Predator saga, saying that uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme was unfairly uh, fired, uh, that obviously the conditions in the jungle where they were filming were not ideal, but uh, because Jean-Claude Van Damme's original suit was much different than the than what we saw in the movie, uh, that uh, he was in this kind of heavy uh, rubber suit, but the kind of effects were going to be added in post-production, but they had him strapped up in wires and were flinging him all up into the trees and throwing him all around. And Bill Duke says that JCVD was suffering uh, from a massive amount of dehydration and actually, while he was up in the harnesses, uh, kept passing out. Uh, so much so that one of the producers started screaming uh, that if he passes out one more time, uh, he's going to get fired. To which Sean Claude said, I'm, not too, I'm obviously not doing this on purpose. And Bill Duke said, lo and behold, about a week later, uh, Van Dam passed out again and, and, and the producer uh, fired him. So uh, that's just another uh, weird twist to the never-ending story of Van Dam's involvement with Predator that just never seems to go away. Horrible. Yeah. Pass it out, man. Yeah, but again, but again, with this original creature design, you know, it, it was done by Scream Mad George. He's the one that mm-hmm. did this. He did, he did the design, and he was had no idea that this was going to be done in you know tropical environment when they had him design the suits. You know, so therefore he wasn't thinking about anything about ventilation or anything like that. He was going you know straight up kaiju kind of fucked up look. You know that mm-hmm. Mad George always goes with. You know a lot like with his Guyver design. He wasn't planning this for that. You know, so again it didn't work. You know. But because that didn't work, then they went and got Stan Winston, threw, threw his ass on a plane, who was oddly in Japan at the time, you know, in the land of the kaiju. And they put him on a fucking plane, and on the way there, you know, he sits there and does a sketch going, hey, will this work? And they're like, and he just straight up did the fucking Predator sketch right there on a fucking plane trip from Japan to, <laughs> to the, the studio of the United States. And they're like, yeah, that fucking worked. <laughs> and that's how we fucking got the Predator that we got today. And, yeah, Jean-Claude Van Damme stood there and immediately left and then immediately started filming, you know, one of the greatest martial arts movies of all time. That's part. Yeah. <laughs> we never got the deleted scene of the Predator dancing in the jungle with two girls. That was great. Oh, yeah. That, that was Kickboxer. Why did the Predator attack you, Tom? the black tank top. Yeah. You really get into that dancing. Why are those guys so pissed at me? <laughs> oh, I think I'm passing out again. 
Quick, do a split and punch him in the nuts. I told them you made very <laughs> negative comments about their mothers. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, well, at least, you know, Van Damme had a luxurious career after that. It's so horrible. He just kept passing out of every movie set afterwards, having PTSD flashbacks to the Predator. No, Van Damme passed out again. Okay. He's not even in a suit. I know. He's having flashbacks. I don't want to go back to the jungle, man. <laughs> send me back there, man. There's the shit in the woods. The There's shit in the fucking trees, man. It's in the fucking trees, man. <laughs> it was you, dude. What? <laughs> Is that you, Gil? You Are you following me again? Yeah. So that's the river where I go, man. Great. Watch your pants out. <laughs> All right, Dean. All right, Dean. What's next? With a star-studded cast of Kate Blanchett, uh, Willem Dafoe, Bradley Cooper, and Rooney Mara, uh, Guillermo del Toro's upcoming Nightmare Alley has finally announced its release date, and uh, we'll be getting that right before the turn of this year on December 17th, 2021. Uh, so if anybody has been keeping up with that, uh, a release date yeah. has been set. Hey, so, so Dean, what's up What's up with this show, man? Is it supposed to be like uh, an anthology kind of show that's like, a you movie. know, written and directed possibly? Oh, it's a, what, it's a movie? It's a movie, Nightmare Alley. It's your film. Yeah. So oh, okay. Anthology. No, there's a different anthology that Dylan Del is working on, but no, he's specifically talking about Nightmare Alley, which is based on a very fucking good book. Um just about uh, the goings on and things of the sideshow and, and Hollywood and con men. And yeah, it's a trippy fucking book, but uh, I'm looking forward to, to seeing how they come in, up with it on in the screen. Guillermo del Toro's nightmare alley, a corrupt con man teams up with a female psychiatrist to trick people into giving them money. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so, okay. It's cool. going to be good. The trailer comes out tomorrow. So stay tuned. I'll put the trailer up as soon as it releases on the fucking terror page tomorrow. All right, cool. Thank you, guys. Absolutely. Uh, Next up with uh, release dates of sorts. And I haven't had a chance to see this one yet, and I am looking forward to it. And honestly, I all kind of reviews and uh, box office success or lack of box office success kind of completely escaped me. It just wasn't on my radar. Uh, But in just a few weeks on October 19th, just in time for Halloween, uh, the DVD, Blu-ray, and 4K uh, editions of the latest thriller from M. Night Shyamalan Old will be arriving uh, for your home media purchase pursuits. Um, I am looking forward to checking it out, uh, but I really don't... I mean, I've seen the trailers, but other than that, like I've heard nothing else. So... I will be looking forward to, to checking that out when the, when the time comes. Yeah, let me know what you think about it. I, uh, hmm. Definitely in that movie. Did you see it, King of Horror? Know. Yep, I've already seen it. Already in the bag. You saw it in the movie theater? <laughs> hmm? Yeah. No, I didn't go see it in the movie theater. Oh, did someone you see else it from, was a pirate. Did you see it from illegal <laughs> means? No. Well, we do, I'm we, just saying I saw it. We, 
we neither acknowledge nor deny any any ways that we get hold of our horror movies. <laughs> that is correct, right. sir. I'm just saying that I watched okay. it. I'm looking forward to your thoughts and M Night. So it's just very <laughs> okay. Then fine. And then uh, we will keep <laughs> uh, moving right along because <laughs> I know that everyone is so excited to talk about this evening's film. But uh, I do not know uh, who here is a fan of the. And it's also starkly different from uh, the previous entries in this series. But uh, fans of Mad Max Fury Road uh, should start uh, counting their pennies because uh, later this month, at the very end of this month, uh, Lloyd uh, Lloyd Auctioners is going to be putting up for sale 13 of the customized vehicles uh, from the George Miller's Mad Max Fury Road film. So if you ever, uh, it was, it was ever your dream uh, to have one of these vehicles to, to tear down your local main street, uh, the chance might be yours. Uh, yes, uh, yes, Monkey, they're selling 13 of the vehicles from Fury Road. Well, that go, is fucking awesome. They're probably trying to find funds for Furiosa, you know. <laughs> You're probably <laughs> right. Cool. <laughs> It'll be out in 2024. Don't worry. <laughs> Get to watch it then. Um, yeah, no, sure. Hey, there you go, Monkey. Save up your money. And you too could have a car from Mad Max. <laughs> yes. And from what I understand, uh, from what I understand, this um, there's something different about this auction. Uh it's not a traditional auction uh, with a minimum bid. Uh, the vehicles are uh, being sold as something called eight. I don't have any idea how the fucking auction world works, except for fucking eBay, but that's not even auctions anymore because everything is by now. But anyway, uh, they're being sold as something called a tender, uh, which means prospective buyers submit sealed bids and the seller will simply choose the winning amount from among the submissions. So uh, it's not like I'm going to bid $1,000 and then the monkey's going to bid 1250 and the king is going to bid 1300 I'm going to come back with fourteen. Everyone is going to be submitting a bid sealed, and they will not be seeing uh, what the other people offer. Um, it's just kind of like a, like a gamble that you have to Bl- take. It's blind bidding uh, is what it is. Yeah, 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 yeah. Blind, blind, yeah, blind bidding. And uh, you will have two days to submit your bid, September 25th and 26th. Uh, and uh, that is uh, what's going on. So War Rig is one of the ones that is uh, going up. Uh, another one called... Um, fucking names of these things. Uh, the name's just all fucking hmm. badass. But anyway... Uh, so anyway, 13 of these heavily modified vehicles will be available. Uh, so you uh, if you ever felt the need to uh, show everyone how small your penis is uh, by dragging one of these things down the highway, uh, you will have the chance. Now, uh, also... I have absolutely no problem driving that fucking war rig because that's the fucking tanker. <laughs> uh, also, in the world of uh, Fury Road, uh, as the King had just mentioned, uh, Furiosa has been pushed from July 23rd, 2023, uh, all the way to sometime in 2024. 
those of you that might have been waiting patiently for the next entry in the series? Uh, I'll take a hard pass on that one. <laughs> we'll have to remind it's you of the uh, movie's coming out. From, from my, from my uh, very young age uh, exploring uh, the inner sanctums of the video stores, uh, not so much Thunderdome, but the uh, cover boxes for uh, Mad Max and the Road Warrior, uh, the first two in the series, uh, those two are are covers that stand out so vividly in my memory of those days. And I didn't actually oh, hell yeah. see any of those. I did not actually see any of those films uh, till till much, much later. Uh, and I can't remember which one. Like, I had seen Thunderdome uh, before I had seen any of the first two because uh, when that one uh, came out uh, and hit home video, it was right kind of when, like, uh, like premium cable movie channels were, like, exploding. Uh, and uh, got, it was on a regular rotation on, like, HBO or Showtime or Cinemax. So I seen Thunderdome a bunch. But uh, I think uh, – and, and if any of you know, please uh, let me know because I can't remember – uh, which one was first? If the first one is the first one is just the Road Warrior, right? And then the second one is Mad Max. First one is yeah, yeah. First one is Road Warrior. Yeah, yeah. Then it's so Mad Max, I'd and then Mad it's Mad Max, Max Beyond Thunderdome. Right. And, and then when I we were kids. Only... Oh yeah, when yeah, we were kids, like seen... early, early kids, it was Mad. It was yeah. Mad Max. I was on heavy, heavy rotation, and then after yeah. that, Beyond Thunderdome came out. Yes. I had o- I've only actually seen uh, the first one, The Road Warrior, just uh, for the first time just a couple of years ago. So, um, great movie. Cool. And and I yeah, and I have seen I have seen Fury Road. Um, I didn't really care for it, but I also watched it on an airplane and on like on the, when they used to, still used to have like the little screen on the back of the fucking chair. So, uh, not the ideal <laughs> setting for watching a film like that. I probably needed like a bigger screen and, some, and my speakers or something. But anyway, uh, I don't really care about Furiosa. So. I'm just sharing it because maybe our listening audience might be interested to have this kind of up-to-the-minute uh, news and information. Uh, so, uh, what else do we have here? I had talked about recently how uh, Disney uh, was getting back into the, the movie business or the Haunted Mansion movie business with a reboot of their Haunted Mansion movie. Mm-hmm. And I had talked about how filming was going to be starting sometime this fall uh, on location in New Orleans. Um, the story that I was reading earlier today uh, did not indicate whether or not those plans have changed based on the recent uh, hurricane that had passed through. But the news that I wanted to share, if you've been following up on Haunted Mansion, is that not only has Rosario Dawson joined the cast, uh, Owen Wilson has joined the cast as well, which I feel like... I don't know about you guys, but I feel like uh, Owen Wilson was in a new movie like every other day for such a large period of time, and now I yeah. can't even think of the last time I saw him. Dude, he, he, was he was huge in Loki. He was huge in Loki. He was just yes, in the Loki was. series, man. Yeah. Did I see Loki? So you're going to no. talk about... No, it, it's, it's, it's on Disney+. Plus. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay, so no, I, didn't, I did not Disney. see Loki. So you're going to talk about Disney Haunted Mansion, but then you're not going to talk about Muppets. Disney Haunted Mansion is coming out October 8th on Disney+. Plus. Because you already talked about it, Mike. We get it. Last week, you did the whole thing. We're not doing it two weeks Disney in a row. Disney Muppet Haunted Mansion! Okay. What the hell? What, what is he talking about? 
I don't, I don't know. Monkey just goes on his fucking thing. Like, he, he brought it up last week. Scre- uh, Who's he screaming at? I don't know. Because he's fucking rock hard yeah, for the Muppets uh, Haunted Mansion special on Disney+. Plus. Like, he cannot yeah, stop one. fucking slapping his balls to it. That one. Oh, yeah, so anyway. But Loki, the Loki <laughs> thing on Disney+, Plus, that was like a brand new recent series, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right, so... You know, similarly, like that's something brand new, and you're saying Owen Wilson was there, but I guess my my point point was is that like you couldn't like find a movie that that guy wasn't in for such a for a, a period of time. Uh, I mean, oh yeah, like, uh, you don't you don't really see him around anymore. And yeah, so he was in Loki, and now he's going to be in this. So maybe he's getting back out there, but I just feel like he vanished for such for quite some time. That that's the point. Yeah, him and Luke Wilson, him and his brother. Yeah, yeah, it it seems like after Wedding Crashers, he kind of fucking just disappeared, man. I mean, you can only fucking hit that can so many times. Yeah, Yeah, and I know, I know. Hold on, wait a minute, wait. Seriously, Wedding Crashers, bro? Wedding Crashers was 2005, (laughs) all right? How about Cars, You, Me, and Dupree, uh, Marley and Me, Night at the Museum 2, Little Fockers, Cars 2... You know, the Grand Budapest Hotel, Night at the Museum 3, Zoolander 2, No Escape, Cars 3. They made a Wonder. second Zoolander? Are, yeah. Sure, yeah. Really? These were all big movies. What? These were all big movies that came out that had Owen Wilson in them. So he's I just had no yeah. idea they made a second Always Zoolander worked. movie. Yeah. I don't know. Well, all those movies nobody, start to fall together. Nobody really knew that. that. Out of all the movies I just named, <laughs> that was probably the one that was like... And believe me, there are plenty on that list that are not films that we know, you know. But, like, I know No Escape was, like, uh, was one of those where it was, like, uh, he was, like, some guy working for some company in some foreign country and, like, a revolution happened and he had to get him and his family out of it. Um, that was, it was a fun little action-y flick that, uh, that had some moments of hilarity in it, like, unintentional hilarity. Like him okay. thro- throwing a child across rooftops type of hilarity. Wow! <laughs> well, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like with Owen Wilson, all his roles start to, to roll together. In, in the chat I'm having with Marie, she says, Owen Wilson did the voice of Lightning McQueen for Cars, sir. He made bank mm-hmm. exclamation points. So I guess that's a big fucking property. I don't know. Cars like in, is cars hell yeah. Property, yes. It's humongous. It's got its own park in Disney World, man. What's that, like, like Toy Story kind of thing? It's like fun. No, they didn't actually thought, give Toy Story a land, but they gave cars a okay. land in Disney theme yeah. park. Take, okay. take a car that something like you drive, right, King, right. and put well, eyeballs where the windshield is, and the cars are all oh. like their own living autonomous things in a world without human beings. And put it in oh, NASCAR, baby! <laughs> oh, so, yeah, Monkey's excited. It's animated. It's got cars mm-hmm. in it. It's got no look going, wow, for an hour and a half. Dude, and it's, that's what I want. And it's got Tomei. I fucking love the first car. It's got. It's got Tomei. It's got. T- like Tomater. Yeah. What the fuck is Tomater? It's Larry the Cable Guy doing the voice of a tow truck, man. Larry the Cable Guy? Wow. He he really did become a thing for a little while, didn't he? Wow. Yeah, just like Owen Wilson. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think he had a bigger career than Larry's Cable Guy, you know, judging from the movies that he was in, uh, you know, post uh, this Cars movie. Uh, but, yeah, no, he, yeah, Owen Wilson's just kind of that guy in this where he's just in a ton of like, really good ones and a ton of bad ones, too. Like, Me, You, and Dupree, I saw that movie. Oof. Awful. Awful. 
I really try to forget that one. Sure, <laughs> yeah, I, I do. Yeah. I don't remember. Which yeah, one is that? That's the one That's where he, the one where he was an uninvited house guest. Yeah, he moves in with Pete uh, Hudson, and, uh, and, and then he's just like, wow, thank you for letting me move in, guys. Wow. And then they're like, how the fuck do we get rid of him? And he's like, I'm the kooky best yeah. friend. Oh, wow. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's for an hour and a half. It's fucking awful. Yeah. Like, yeah, it was unfortunately, a time it's a, nobody was at the wheel making movies. Everybody just like, go. Green light, green light, green light. I don't care. Yeah. Just put something out. Like, how do we get so many yeah. parent movies? After the first one, them yeah. fucking things would have died. But nope, it brought three of them. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it was just a bad, bad, crappy movie about just that dude that you let stay over where he says you only need to crash for about a couple of weeks, and then he ends up living there and staying there, and then you, so you got to get rid of him. We've all had that experience. And he did that movie, yeah. for, that Joe Bitt Taylor movie, where he was like the bully for hire. Where it's like, again, people are sleeping at the wheel. They're just letting anything go. Joe Bitt Taylor. Never forget that fucking movie. See the trailer oh, dude, I totally one. forgot about that one. Right? Did you watch you that? forget about him. Like, is it, yeah, I did. And then all of a sudden, because it was on TBS a lot back in the day when it first came out in like home video. And But yeah, no, I remember that fucking movie. And I was like, wow. They're just throwing everything out there. With Owen. As long as Owen Wilson's ready to do it, he'll do it. <laughs> and then he's like, yeah, I'm I was like, that movie would have been do better it. if it was like Danny McBride. If Danny McBride had been Gilbert <laughs> Taylor, I probably would have watched it fucking a lot better. Because he would have been like, you want to fuck with me, kids? You want to fuck with me? You want to fuck with the best? And I'm like, yeah, see, that's so much better than him going, wow, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a protect you kids. Wow. Like, you know, for a fucking, no. Danny McBride would have been doing fucking cocaine and kicking people in the face. I would have watched that Gilbert Taylor movie. <laughs> but that's not what we got. <laughs> anyway, what else do you have, Gene? Hmm, let's see. What else do we have here? Deadly not Friend. Hmm. I love it. Uh, Scream I'm Factory a has announced that they're going to be... Well, they've announced that they're... They've previously announced the... Uh, the re- upcoming release of Deadly Friend uh, as a Scream Factory uh, Blu-ray, but they have now gone one step further with that announcement and uh, it gave out the special features that will be included. Uh, I will just highlight some of the relevant ones here. Uh, one, it's going to be a new 2K scan of the Interpositive, uh, and there also is going the to what? be a new interview. The Interpositor? Yes. Huh? <laughs> it's a Rastafan. Oh, yeah, man. It's a Rastafan. There also is going uh, to be a new interview with the... Mystery Science Theater 3K, uh, 2K or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's the Interrocitor. Thank you, Krang. It's the Brack Show. Send <laughs> me a back. What's <laughs> <laughs> with the big head? What are the other extras? Yeah. A new interview with the one and only Christy Swanson. And oh, also an uh, interview with makeup artist Lance Anderson, who uh, created the very, uh, you know, very special, special uh, effect of uh, Mama Fratelli's head exploding from a basketball. Oh, such a good scene. Um, Fucking love it. They, they, oh, it's one of the best. They say that, <laughs> unfortunately... Uh, that 
they know that there is uh, lost footage out there, and after extensive mm-hmm. searching and researching, uh, they were, they're sad to say they were not able to locate uh, any of this lost footage. So uh, there will ah, not be bummer. anything in the way of uh, footage that has not previously uh, been seen in some form or another. So you're, saying under, the ex- so you're saying under the extras, the extra scenes are no extra scenes. Is that what you're saying? I didn't no, say extra scenes. A, I said special features. Okay? I choose my words carefully. Uh, I never said extra scenes. I said special features, monkey. Special features. Yeah, I'll defend you, you there. Sounds bad. He didn't. Well, he was talking about the, the, the lost footage. It's supposed to be a director's cut of Deadly Friend that adds to the Christy Swanson character and People like myself are hoping that it will get released with this deep Blu-ray release, but they can't find it. They just said it's just lost of time, and they don't know what to do about it. But, you know, The Deadly Friends, one of my favorite fucking movies that Wes Craven did. So, so, it's so good. I can't wait it's for this. so good. It is. Man, yeah. I remember seeing that for the first fucking time and being like, like at the start, of like, this is like some of the fucking weirdest fucking shit. And then I don't remember at what yeah. point, because it's been such a long time since I've seen it, but that movie takes such a fucking turn. Uh, yeah, oh. man. Uh, it was one of those that, like, was on so very, very, very fucking rarely, uh, but mm-hmm. I so it left such an indelible mark from the from the few times that I did catch it on. Uh, it was always like a thrill, like oh man, like I know what I'm doing now. Uh, if, if if they were going to be airing uh, Deadly Friend in some capacity, I never acquired it in any kind of media, but um, you know, well, you should make it what I got man. to check out some of that. Uh, yeah, and I, I might I, be willing to grab that, man. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so. If you make it your pick, you know, Dean, I'm fully behind you on that one because I could talk about that all day okay. long. Maybe, maybe, maybe one day I will. Uh, yes, totally, totally. And, yeah, you can, like, go on YouTube and see that Anne Ramsey scene. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah. I love it. Um, I do. So I, have sometimes, I have sometimes gone, if I need a chuckle, I have gone to YouTube and just watch that <laughs> fucking laugh. But, um, <laughs> boner in it. But uh, I love basketball. Um, I've seen enough boner today. Thanks. Um but anyway, uh, <laughs> not yet. Uh, <laughs> the the king of horror's favorite, uh, Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, they've mm. obviously the, it's getting close to October, and uh, he has had such a, a prosperous relationship with Shutter that will continue. So they have announced uh, Joe Bob Briggs's uh, special Halloween hoedown, uh, which will go live on Shutter on October eighth, and will be available to watch on demand on October tenth. And this is one, and they have announced the other four, but this is one of five Shutter Joe Bob Brick specials there will be uh, in between seasons of The Last Drive-In. As they're currently in between seasons of The Last Drive-In uh, with Joe Bob Briggs, you will have five specials uh, to, to, to view before the next season is to air. Very cool. Any idea? Yeah, any idea what the mo- movie's going to be for the hoedown or anything? Or no, I feel like oh, okay. I feel like every time. What's that? What They're secrets from? until the day of. Yeah, yeah. So I feel like every time I I report when it gets close to holiday time and I report on the new Shutter uh, Joe Bob Briggs special, it's always like which films are they going to watch? <laughs> Sometimes they're like uh, Joe Bob Briggs will have the special guest. Um, you know, whoever joining for this episode, and uh, you'll get to find out which movies they're watching. Sometimes that info gets out, like, right before, like, the day before or something. But oh, anyway. easily, yeah. Uh, so that's what's going on in, in the world of Joe Bob Briggs. Uh, and also, uh, 
for those of you that are fans of Godzilla, uh, the Stern oh, yeah. Pinball, the Stern Pinball Company has announced uh, their the new Godzilla pinball machine. Uh, the story within yeah. the pinball game is going to feature uh, the Zillions, who were featured in Invasion of Astro Monster and Godzilla, uh, and Godzilla Final Wars. Uh, there's going to be three editions awesome of this Godzilla movie. pinball machine. Uh, the Pro Edition, clocking in at the low price of $6,899. Uh, the oh, Premium Edition, clocking in at $8,999. And then the Limited Edition, of which there will only be $1,000, uh, will run a cool $10,499. So if you're in the Godzilla business and you like pinball, uh, you better start getting ready to, to break out that checkbook. <laughs> That's called you fucking great. Fuck man, I, 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 I would, I just want to fucking get a hold of the bottle of like limited edition Godzilla sake. It's like it's this big ass sake carafe that's a uh, huge ass fucking Godzilla. You take his head off and pour the sake out. It's just, yeah, I, I just want one, one like of those so fucking bad. Real, so real good. alcohol sake that you can drink. Yeah. Yeah, that's what he does. Yeah, he just gets bombed on sake and watches anime. Fucking rules, man. Yeah, that's I do. Most I, 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 I actually, yeah, the, yeah, and yes, King, you're right. I did that last Saturday, actually, uh, while watching. Before. I know you did. Um, yeah, but before yeah, uh, Dean, there there is a actual special limited edition sake in a this kick-ass uh, ceramic Godzilla body, and then you take the head off and pour it out. Just the yeah, it, and pour him out. Yeah, yeah, it's really fucking sweet. Some of some of the divas friends actually got some because they had a friend who lived in Japan. He actually got a hold of a couple of them and brought them over to the states for them. So yeah, not for you. Huh? So is it cool. is it delicious sake? All sake is delicious. What are you talking about? As long as 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 long as it's not the sake that has the rice grain stuck in the bottom of it, you know, and it's actually Hello. like you know. No, because there is that kind, but I I like to drink the Gekakan where style where it there's no rice grains in it. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> where it is the straight <laughs> the, the straight alcohol, you know. But yes, no. the, there are kinds there are kinds where you ha- still have the I rice grains in the bottom of the bottle. <laughs> yes, you knew the the is monkey was the connoisseur of sake. No, mm. I'm hey, gonna, no, I'm a I, I'm a drunk. I'm not a connoisseur. <laughs> well, you just gave a whole rundown on the different bottle. types of sakis and what makes for a good sake. So I feel that uh, yeah. labels you a connoisseur. I feel like if you were no, a drunk, you'd just be like, I don't care. I just drink it. <laughs> no, dude, I drink the I know I drink the cheap shit, man. I don't I don't drink the shit that still has the rice in it because that adds to the alcohol content. But at the same time, you still have to strain it while you're drinking it, and all that kind of stuff. And it's a more expensive one. While me, I just drink the super cheap shit in the big ass fucking bottle because that's what I do when I drink, <laughs> drink and watch anime. But anyway, we're running out of time. So do you have anything else you want to sit there and cover in horror news, Dean? What Before time we, we get to this fucking it? movie? It's the ghoul time we though, is. Huh? Where, is the ghoul still there? Where is the ghoul? Oh, I'm right here, man. I'm here. I'm good. He, he's looking up gay sake. Hey. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, so, it's, it's uh, none <laughs> other than the Falcon himself, uh, Papa Doc himself, Anthony Mackie, 
uh, has signed on to star in a feature adaptation of Twisted Metal. Uh, what? His character, yes, Anthony Mackie has signed on to star in a feature film adaptation of Twisted Metal. Uh, Anthony Mackie will... Yes. Uh, Anthony Mackie will wow. be writing a mysterious package through a post-apocalyptic wasteland uh, while he is trailed by uh, savage marauders driving vehicles of destruction, including uh, the clown-driven ice cream truck Sweet Tooth Ice cream itself. truck! <laughs> oh, yeah, ice cream truck. What he said. So, yes, Twisted Metal, the video game, will become a movie starring Anthony Mackie. Fuck Papa Doc, fuck the fuck. Come on, King. This this was on PlayStation 1. You had to have played this one, King. Didn't we just talk about Fury Road, though? (laughs) We did. Isn't that the same thing? Here, tell these people something they don't know about me. I never had a PlayStation. I don't know. Netflix. I... Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry. Sorry, King. I, I, I didn't mean no, to No, I was clearing my throat. Go ahead. You go on. Never having go on, you big, beautiful man. Yeah, give me, I mean, give me that news. Give me that news. If you want to tell us your party. sad story about not having PlayStation, I don't want to take away from you. I didn't. Other. And that was the end of it. I was, I was dirt core, and it sucked. Moving on. All right. Netflix has had a series of documentary seasons in different categories with the tagline, uh, that made us. It started with the toys that made us. Uh, they also, mm. I believe, they Great had series. the holidays that made us. And they have had two seasons of the movies that made us. Uh, season one featured uh, episodes covering Dirty Dancing, uh, Home Alone, Ghostbusters, and Die Hard. Uh, season two uh, covered films Back to the Future, Pretty Women, uh, Pretty Woman, Jurassic Park, and Forrest Gump. And they have announced the lineup for the upcoming season three of the movies that made us. And uh, they are going to be dipping their toes into our universe uh, where they will be covering Friday the 13th, Halloween, Nightmare on Elm Street, and more. Uh, I have nice. checked out any of this uh, that made mm-hmm. us stuff. Uh, but uh, though that sounds like, and the movies that made us, it sounds pretty cool. Like I would totally check those out. Uh, but I'll yeah, certainly I would certainly check do. out. Uh, the upcoming uh, season three editions, uh, given how relevant they are to what we do here on this very program. Being a kid that grew up in the 80s, Dean, I would highly suggest you check out the toys that made us. It's a really good series. I've heard great things about it. Um, Yeah, it it gives you the history behind the companies and the toy lines and all that kind of stuff. it's, It's actually a really good series for those of us kids who grew up in the 80s. Yeah, and I, I say this in all seriousness. It is one of those that I have, like, seen that, it, and that it's on there. It might even be on my Netflix list, uh, you know, my digital uh, catalog on Netflix. Uh, it's just uh, one of those that maybe I'll get around to it sometime. Uh, but, you know, I don't watch uh, – I don't hardly ever watch anything, uh, unfortunately. So maybe I will get to it. And if I do, I certainly will uh, talk to you about it. But um, – you know, I will certainly watch uh, the, this horror movie edition. So, cool. Um, let's see what else here. I think that I think that about covers it. Um, I know you're all chomping at the bit uh, to get uh, to uh, 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 very, uh, very. If I can, if I can interject. Uh, yeah. 
So Please, I know. I was just to say, I do have one one quick thing to add, which goes kind of with your horror movie Ooh. thing. There, I mean, currently, you know, that what's rolling around right now, and it was on Fox News today as well, the uh, on Channel Five. Um, There's a company called Finance Buzz. Um, it's like an, an online publication type of deal, and basically, what they've put out there is is they put out an application um, for for someone. They want someone to watch thirteen scary movies. 13 of what they consider the scariest movies ever made. But you got to watch these with a Fitbit on you so that it can... Basically, the job title is a horror movie heart rate analyst. And they will pay wow. you 1300 They will pay you $1,300 to watch these 13 films. Um, you know, with yep. their idea being they wanted... How they listed it versus what these movies are is what kind of confuses me. What they've stated is, is they want to know whether or not it's like big-budget movies that are scary versus like, you know, not-so-big-budget movies. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, I, yeah. did, they present, did they present a list of what needs to be watched or, you know, what? Yes, they did. Yes. Yeah, they, they did. They give 13 movies. That uh, they're giving yeah. you uh, 50 on, bucks to uh, rent as well. On this list, yes, in case you need to incur any kind of rental fees or anything. On this list, here's the list of the 13 oh, films. tell us. Yes. Saw, Abbeville Horror, it doesn't say what year, A Quiet Place and A Quiet Place Part 2, Candyman, uh. again, no, no year given, Insidious, Blair Witch Project, Sinister, Ooh. Get Out, The Purge, Halloween oh, from 2018, Paranormal oh, Activity, and Annabelle. I know, you're excited. So, like, my problem here, though, out of that list, what's considered low budget in that list of yeah, films? Of I mean, as far as horror none movies go, I mean, wasn't I guess Blair you can get out budget? like the closest. Yeah. I guess Blair Witch was considered low budget. budget. Yeah, that'd be the lowest one. All those other ones are actually pretty decent budgeted movies. They're not what I think of as low-budget films, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think low-budget <laughs> yeah. films, I think of the indie scene and the, you know, I guess that, that's kind of the problem. You know what I mean? Like, somebody like us, people like us who are, like, involved with that kind of stuff, you know, like, I, I, we're not fit for this. So, I mean, who are they looking for? People like, like my mom? You know, like, like, yeah. That's what I want. <laughs> yeah. I want to know who it is exactly that they're, gonna, that they're going to task this with. Because I'll tell you right now, there's no way that you can put those films on and you're really going to get an accurate reading as to what might possibly be scary. If I remember right, was it Insidious? Consider- no, Sinister is considered like the scariest yeah. movie because it makes your heart rate go up so high. And, it is. and we were like, yeah, okay. Didn't make yeah, I don't know. I think I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to seeing if I'm actually, you know, I'm actually one of the guys that they pick because I signed up for it on Fundraise.com. So yeah, I, I registered, you know, because I want that thirteen hundred dollars. It's just I feel bad because they're going to hook me up to it and they're going to be like, "Is he dead? Is this his heart <laughs> just not beating?" I mean, he, he no, watched then, twelve then, already and he's half asleep. No, but then the king's going to send in another. <laughs> The king's going to send in a list going, these are the films you should have done, okay? <laughs> boom, yep. boom, 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 all right? If yep. you want to get heart rates going, this is what you fucking need, okay? Yeah, you should watch wow. Giallo. 
real giallos from the 70s. It'll get your heart rate up. It'll give you a boner. Uh, applications have to be submitted by September 26th at midnight Eastern Standard Time. Um, the candidate, will be cho- which is one person, will be chosen by oh. October 1st. Um, so really? You still have time to, to apply for this if you want to yep. do it. You got to go to the Finance Buzz website, and they have the submission form there. Finance Buzz, like Buzz, like a B, B U Z Z. The only one. There could be only one. So we'll see. So for all the f- me, I doubt it. So for all the fucked up movies that were on there, Serbian film wasn't it, huh? Mm-mm-mm. No. What a segue, Monkey. <laughs> Nailed it. Three-pointer. Kobe just fucking dunked it. Got me hard. Yeah, look at that. Yeah. All right. And now that like, you're like, hard, like, you just, 12, uh, like 12 inches of hard. <laughs> yeah, well, why don't you... Uh, all right, so the goal of this is your movie, uh, 2010 Serbian film. Uh, why don't you give us a plot synopsis, what you thought, and let's get into this. Okay, so, I mean, plot synopsis. Yes! Sure thing. Boner. Um, <laughs> boner. Hard on. Yes. Okay. I mean, listen, there's a, a retired porn star gets hired to do a job. The job is an unknown variable that even we, the audience, have no fucking idea what's in store for us when, when this film finally starts to unfold. Um, as far as, like, why I picked it, well, because for years now, you know, I have heard about this, this little film called the Serbian film, and that it's fucked up. The words of Ice-T, Ice-T himself at the very convention that got mentioned on Facebook hey, today. Yo, did you guys see a Serbian film? Yo, that's some fucked up shit right there. That's the kind of shit I like. You know what I mean? So, so for me, this film has got this, like, this, this huge, huge table of fucked up depravity is what I'm expecting upon, you know, having to view this. Um, problem was, I could never get my hands on it. Could never find it anywhere. It was never at any of the conventions whenever I would check around for it or anything. Plus, I'm not into physical media. There was nowhere to be found on, like, any of the digital platforms that I use. I know the dean ended up being able to rent it through Voodoo, and I don't know use Voodoo, so... Oh, I'm sorry. What did you rent it from? My bad. What did you rent it we'll from? We'll get that? to that. You can, you can, you can, I didn't rent it. Uh, you, uh, we'll talk about that when we get there. Keep going. Fine, then. Yeah, let's get there. Um, so, I ended up through Shout Factory. Uh, I don't know if it was Shout Factory, actually. I think it was one of the other companies. Uh, Unearthed Films, I think it was. Um, they yep. had a special edition Blu-ray available. Uh, it was very, very hard to get. You know, at first, uh, all I was seeing was sold out, sold out, sold out. And then suddenly one freed itself up, and I just I pushed the link, clicked the button, made the buy, and I have now owned this for however many months. Now, I had said that I was not going to watch this because I have a certain friend who is like a completely 100% like virgin as far as horror films go. It's the kind of thing that, you know, if it's his grand. No, because I'm not really friends with him anymore right now. He's a real dickhead. <laughs> Me and him have been fucking, you know. We haven't spoken for like a year and change, all because he's a little cocksucker. Um, yeah. So, and I don't mean that in the literal sense. It's whatever. If that's what you no. like to do, that's what you like to do. Because he's just, he's just an asshole. Um, so anyway, so no. I ended up watching this, you know, with the Google girl for about 30 minutes, and she tapped out. She was done. She had to go. She left wow. just before the, the real mess happened 
Um, yeah. And yeah, so so my my view on the film itself is as quick as it can be. You know, like yeah, this is like it's it's almost like a clockwork orange in which you kind of have to pry your eyes open and just realize that what you're watching is just depravity for the sake of depravity. Um, and you know what? I probably will never put this in my player again to watch, but I am glad that I finally watched it because it did meet every expectation that I kind of had and then some. I think I can honestly awesome. say at this point, I think I, I think I fucking seen it all now. Hmm. Okay. Cool, man. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, Dean, what did you think about the Serbian film? <laughs> I mean... I'm I, loving this already. I don't even know what... Uh, I mean, I feel like six months from now, I might not know what I think about the Serbian film. So, first of all, uh, there's, that, uh, there's, that, there's that web service called... And this is to respond to what the ghoul had said before. Uh, it's called, um, I can't think of what it's called, but it's a site that if you put in, like, the title of something uh, that you're looking, oh, it's called Just Watch. Uh, if you go oh, to Just Watch and, like, punch in, yeah, what's that? There's also a site called Decider. If you're trying to find where something is streaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will tell you all the different places uh, that you can watch it, so... Uh, I had searched on there uh, for Serbian film and uh, just watched, told me uh, that it could be rented on uh, the Voodoo app from Fandango for $2.99. Uh, so I downloaded this app and when you go to Serbian film, you can't. Like, it's not available. Like, just watch must be, must be wrong uh, in this regard. So I was not able... To, to rent a Serbian film. So I had to uh, use the means of that of which the King of Horror and uh, the Monkey sometimes use uh, to watch this film <laughs> online. So, Welcome uh, aboard, baby! <laughs> no, yeah, do you feel, I, do you do you feel dirty? I, I have, I have, no, I don't feel dirty because I have like I have, like, binders filled with hundreds of DVDs that I fucking burned from the internet, like, in my fucking bedroom right now. So, um, it's just like a welcome aboard thing. It's just something that I don't do anymore because you can usually find anything you need to watch in legitimate means with a bunch of, bunch of a button. But anyway, uh, I digress. Uh, so, <laughs> so, first, I have to say that maybe different from all of you, unfortunately, I did have to watch this film in its native language. Uh, there was no subtitle yes. option. Uh, yeah, so yeah, that, I don't that's know the only way to see it. Oh, okay. I was not aware of that. I didn't know if there was subtitles mm-hmm. or, or like on other versions. So I did see no, that. No, no, Did, you have, did uh, you have subtitles? Uh, you can click the subtitle box, and it says uh, it said yes, but when you clicked it, there was no subtitles. So I don't know if there is oh, versions with subtitles or not. Oh, oh, so you oh. didn't even have any English translation whatsoever? <laughs> no. No, I watched it in a oh, language with no subtitles. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying, wow. I thought you were saying you had it subtitled. No, 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 no. I had oh, to watch it all in a state of language. Now, oh, geez, uh, it was dude, pretty I'm sorry. Easy. It was pretty easy to follow. No, no, don't apologize. Yeah, it's I not hard. It it's not difficult. It's a riveting experience. <laughs> it's uh, deep, I, bro. It's you, deep. You, I... 
figured out like the the plot of the story and how he got um, yeah. involved. Like it was pretty easy. It was it, it it played out very much like you know the like almost like the hitman who gets lured back in for one last job. You know, like it was so obvious. Like like yeah. that that was the storyline. So um, yeah. Uh, on one side, on like one side of the, like, and I, I don't even know, like, if I should say this out loud because what is it like? I don't know. But anyway, on Go one ahead. side, this is the most depraved fucking thing I've ever seen. Uh, there will be things in this <laughs> that, like, that doubt, like, way down the road, will like pop into my head uh, and oh, like yeah. make me think about it and and shudder. Uh, one of the other films that I can think about that had that kind of impact on me is uh, is Irreversible. Um, both the fire mm, extinguisher cool, sequence and the yeah. rape sequence. Uh, you know, sometimes yeah. that shit pops into my head and I, uh, I think about it and I fucking feel all weird and shit. But, like, talk about the, fucking, the height of fucking depravity here. Um, I had heard about, uh, and we'll get into the specifics, you know, as our discussion goes along, but I had heard about the, the, the sequence with the infant. I had heard about that. Uh, and that wasn't even like a spoiler, like it was just something Serbian film and this, and you know, right. it's just something over the years since this film has been out, uh, which is almost 10 years, I think, uh, that I have mm-hmm. uh, heard of that. I did not know anything else that happened, both before and after that. And yeah, man, this is some of the fucking hardest shit to see. But like, there was like, not all of it. Some of it, there's no, there's no humor to me. But there were a couple of things that I found to be kind of funny. <laughs> so, um, but overall, like, I, I just couldn't even fucking figure out what I was watching. And I don't mean because of the language. I mean because of what was being presented to me visually. Yes. Hmm. Well, Monty, who seems to love this fucking movie, the way he's been jacking it, going, <laughs> For the past, like, There's a lot in common with the main let, character. Let, let us hear what the monkey thinks about the Serbian film. All right, King. First of all, stop your whining and bitching. All right. You're supposed to be the king of horror, nope. not the bitch of horror. Okay. So how about you step really? up to the plate? Because this is what we're supposed to fucking do is cover horror movies. All right. So we are. Hey, monkey, let's said, get to your thoughts there, buddy. Yeah, really. This is my... This is my third time seeing this horror, this movie, um, and yeah, it's like this movie is fucked up. This like, is this movie good? No. It's like, is this movie scary? No. But there are like horror fans out there who watch horror to be scared, and there are horror fans who watch movies to be scarred. Okay. This is one of those movies that's going to fucking scar you for fucking life, okay? This movie isn't good. This movie isn't great. This movie isn't scary. But it's going to fucking scar the fuck out of you. You know, it's, this movie is going to put such fucking imagery into your head, all right, where you're not going to be able to fucking get rid of it, okay? Amongst horror fans, this movie has, like, become the new boogeyman amongst horror fans. Not even horror fans will fucking touch this horror movie. All you gotta do is just fucking mention this horror movie, and it makes horror fans run from horror forms and horror groups. Like, they are scared to watch this fucking movie. I did it, like, the very, very first time I watched it, uh, was just to watch it, just say I had the badge of honor of fucking watching it. And then the second time I watched it was because after I watched it, you know, I sit there and did research on it, and I was like, 
I remember that shit fucking happened. And okay, I got to go back and watch it again. All right, and now I'm going back this time and just analyzing the fuck out of it. Okay, and yeah, it's a hard, hard fucking movie to watch. You know, <laughs> but at the same time, it's like the director hides behind this whole, you know facade of I'm doing this art film and I'm doing it there and show that you know filmmakers are supposed to make art for art's sake and this is supposed to be speaking against anyone that has a camera and says that you know anyone that has a camera can make art bullshit you know no fuck you you're sitting there making the nastiest fucking movie that you can fucking make just if, and that's it okay all you had to do is say I would make the nastiest fucking movie that's fucking out there I want to sit there and put people on the edges of their seat. I want to make people feel comfortable as hell. And there's nothing wrong with that. You know, just step up and say, I really, really wanted to make a really, really uncomfortable movie. Don't hide behind facades and this and that, you know, of fake messages and just say, I really, really wanted to make a really fucked up movie. And that's exactly what they fucking did with this. They made a really, really fucked up movie that's going to stick with you the rest of your fucking life. Hey, what did you think, baby? <laughs> you pretty much said everything I did. I just didn't like it. Uh, so was this it. your first time King of Horror? No, no. This, this is the second. <clears throat> and never again. This is just a trash movie that shouldn't exist. And everything the monkey said is exactly right. This director hides behind the facade of Serbia's hard and NATO and our country is fucking us, so I'm making this movie... That's absolutely absurd, and it's just shock for shock value. It's not scary, you know, the, the, the depravity that this director decides to choose to do it with is fine, you know, for him. And I know this movie has its fans, and that's fair enough. I'm not going to knock anybody for liking this movie, but it's terrible. There's no plot. There's no likable characters. There's just nothing going on except the director saying, I wrote it, I produced it, I directed it, and I'm going to play the main character just so I could fuck some girls on screen and then show you some fucked up shit and then just get away with it, and when anybody asks me, I'm going to say it's art. He should really take a page out of Tom Six's book who did The Human Centipede and just embrace it and say, I'm fucked up, and you just watched a fucked up movie, and that's all it is. It's just garbage for garbage's sake. It's empty calories. There's, there's no reason for anybody to watch this movie <clears throat> unless you want to find something shocking, you know, and, and you found it. And, and that's, that's all I have to say about it. I really don't have anything more. I, just, I, I, mean, I really fucking don't like this director of the movie. The director is not the lead actor, so you know. They're yes, different people entirely. Um, no, he's the main character. I mean, you think Milo's? Yeah, I don't know what you're looking at, but what I see it says two different names. They both got the same first name, but two different last names. Uh, one is Serdan Spaso Jevic, and the other one's uh, the, the Milo's is Serdan Todovoric. Okay, maybe yeah. you're right. Like I said, I, you know. Yeah, it's really two different people. Now, this, so. now <laughs> my okay. argument would Whatever. be this. Okay, so I know that there are people out there. Okay, so, again, without getting into, well, no, you know what? The fuck that. This is what we do on this show, fuck right? It. Well, okay, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. here's the thing, right? <laughs> so there are people out there that, that want to say that this movie makes, you know, comments on the post-war society that is Serbia. And some people have then gone on to credit that as being something that the director has therefore stated. That is absolutely untrue. Now, while he has 
kind of said, like, he guesses it works in that way. The reality is, is right off the rip, the director tells you that this movie is actually in response to the films that come out in Serbia, which are horribly politically correct. And on top of it, yes. you know, that the idea, like us as Americans, right? When you watch a movie like Eli Roth's Hostel, you watch Eurotrip, films like that. The idea of what is presented as Euro Eastern Europe is always a bombed out fucking shell of a society in which you got people walking around and they're fucking, you know, missing limbs, fucked up eyes, old people, you know, and young children because all the other people are all off fighting wars or all dead and shit like that. So that is the mentality of what the Western world has, of what Eastern Europe is. And that is the furthest thing from the truth. So all he was really doing with this film was saying, you know what? But fuck all that. Fuck that viewpoint on it. You want to know what Eastern Europe is? I'm going to make something that makes all of that look even fucking worse. So in a way, he did exactly what Tom Six did. He just did it a little bit better by going a little bit further. Eli Roth even said, like, he, this guy out hostile hostile with this movie. So, you know, like, like and, and that this isn't even... In the same Go fucking ahead. universe as Hostel, man. Hostel's like fucking like like a PG thirteen horror movie compared to this shit. <laughs> compared to what we see in this, yes, absolutely. And again, that movie obviously has a a more sensible plot. You know, I mean, I, I kind of I feel bad for you, Dean, because I know you parsed out what was going on with it, but without having any translation whatsoever, you don't know what the dialogue spoken between these people were. Now, at times, yes, it is absolutely stupid and ridiculous and just whatever. It's it's noise for the sake of noise. It's people having conversations that you know. It's just like, hey, we're making a movie. We have to have dialogue. But there are things that get discussed that really do move the plot along as far as things go. And, you know, yes, the sensationalism of this film, the, the, the gravity, the, the main purpose of this film are the shock and awe scenes. And those scenes do not disappoint in any way. It doesn't mean that they're fun to watch. It doesn't mean that there's something that you, you should seek out unless you know and are prepared for it. I'm glad that I was at least prepared to know what I was going to see was going to be fucked up. How fucked up, I don't know. You know, like I had heard the elephant in the room, you know, listen, you know, for, you know, I know Monkey wanted to give everybody a PSA with it. You know, this movie has a lot of fucked up scenes. The most fucked up scene of the film is a baby literally gets delivered on a table, at which point the doctor that delivers it fucks the baby. Okay, there's, you know, again, there's no... No way around yeah. it. That is literally <laughs> what occurs, and you you watch it, and like you know, like and thankfully I had heard something along the lines of that is what occurs in the film because I can see this being something that somebody goes to see this movie or they're at a movie festival, uh, you know, or a horror con or something, and this is screening, and that scene occurs. Yeah, people are going to be outraged and walking right the fuck out, and deservedly so to a degree because that is some fucking depraved shit. There are places that you don't go, and you know what? I'll give the director at least credit that he fucking went there, man. 
Yeah, dude, I, I'm with you there, man. It's like because again, it's like I went into this movie completely blind. Every like again, all of the horror forms are going. You know, most fucked up movie ever. Don't fucking watch this movie. You know, most horrible fucking movie. This movie ought to be fucking banned. You know, and I, me, I'm jumping all over. You know, everyone going. Don't, you know, no, you don't fucking ban art. Okay, you don't sit there and just come in here with that kind of shit. It, you know, it, go for the fucking MGM logo. Art for art's sake, man. And whether you agree with it or not, it's like, you know, it's a film that's out there. And you have the option of watching it or not watching it. It really is that fucking simple. All right? And, yeah, this movie is fucking hard. It's fucking horrible. You know, but at the same time, it's like, it's out there. It's in your fucking face. And, again, it's a weird-ass fucked-up badge of honor that you actually said, you know, you actually made it through. You know, just like, you know, if you will, you know, back in the day. You know, who actually sat down and watched all the two girls one cup? You know, <laughs> it's that kind of fucking thing of just... I never did made I it through the whole thing. thing. I started puking. I, I did. I made it through the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I, but it's like, I started you know, driving, <laughs> man. You know, like, I, I, nowadays, I, I don't know, I'm hearing, I'm hearing lately, like, I guess the whole thing was fake anyway. You know, and I should have realized that. But, like, you know, at the time, it was like it was going, making the rounds, and everybody was like, oh, man, you got to see this video. You know, and I'm like, oh, I, I, know, know, I had no I know. idea what it was. Nobody warned me. So when I see the fucking nope. shit, like, that's it. I'm done, man. Like, for me, There's I, one. <laughs> that's one of those videos you can smell it, and that's what gets me. The smell of things is what gets me. So you watch the video, and I start smelling it, and, yeah, I start like, <laughs> But yeah, this this movie puts it in your face. You know, it doesn't apologize in any way, shape, or form. And it's like, it just takes you through ten acts of horror. You know, but the problem is, you know, the movie is slow. It's like, you know, you have so much dialogue in there. And it slows everything down. And, you know, it shaves the buzz off of the drilling rush that you get from the weird fucked up scenes that are going on here and there as they progressively get worse and worse throughout the movie. But unfortunately, it's like you have those moments of dialogue, you know, like you say, Dean, where it's like, yeah, you, you, you know, yeah, I mean, cool, where you, you, you need to have the progressive story and have a weird fucked up director, you know, talking about his dream art project and how he wants to get Milo in there with this huge ass fucking cop, you know, because he's the fucking, you know, you know. You know, performer of all time, you know, and you know, we we need that fucking shit. We need to bring that legend back, you know, from the past the days of fucking VHS, you know, and have him in this weird fucked up project. And yeah, it's like you know, we go to the project and we have him, you know, go, go into the excuse me, the orphanage where we slowly get presented with this, this film, this weird ass fucked up film. And unfortunately, it's like you know, we have these moments, and Milo is supposed to be reacting naturally to what's going on but at the same time he's a fucking performer man and it's like he's getting thrown in these scenes i'm like dude you're a fucking performer you're like you're the porn star you know of fucking serbia and you're acting like you don't know what to fucking do when you're getting a fucking blowjob man you're just fucking standing there <laughs> like you don't know what the fuck to do in this kind of scene come on man ham it up like own the fucking camera <laughs> but no <laughs> yeah I don't know. I think the kid standing in the room kind of throws that whole thing off, you know? <laughs> yeah, it'll throw me off. 
you know, like, listen, you know, to, to, to get a little personal with it, you know, like me and the, the cool girl will have our action in our bedroom, you know, is literally on one wall is, is the one kid's room on the other wall is the other kid's room. And we've had our nights in which, you know, I guess whatever noise is made, you know, we've got kids knocking on the door telling us to stop, you know, another time <laughs> you know, oh, we, we, we finished and, and, you know, the cool girl exits the bedroom and there's the one kid standing there with just like a look on, on his face like, are you guys fucking done? You know, it's like, what's creepy is we don't know how long he was standing there, you know? It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> oh, shit, dude. <laughs> at, least, at least the other one bangs on the door like fucking Fred Flintstone, you know, where he's trying to get in at the end of the, the, the intro. You know, she's just like, yeah, stop it, stop, yeah. you know? Yeah, the, fuck, the dog yeah. is the biggest cock block in the house, man. That fucking thing just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, it's like, again, this movie just fucking onslaughts you with weird-ass fucking shit, you know, because, you know, like you said, you know, we have just the intro of the dude getting a blowjob while a little girl is sucking on a popsicle while he's getting a blowjob, you know, and, you know, <laughs> woman has been obviously beaten, you know, she looks fucked up, and we have these fucking big-ass guards that are fucking choking him with a knife stick while it's getting done, you know, I, I guess, you know, he, you know, try, trying to give him the David Carradine treatment, I don't know, but <laughs> it's just weird fucked up shit, and that's just the fucking start, and then we go into other shit where it's like, we start to introduce the girl into the actual situations, where now she's actually there, and he, you know, he's asked to, you know, take her virginity, you know, because that's the family tradition, is the dad is supposed to do this. You know, and, you know, he fucking jumps out of the window because, you know, he, he's not fucking having that shit. So, you know, well, the movie's the, making us think. The movie's the starting to movie make us think, okay, it's not going to go this, there. This parenting thing, all kinds of crazy, though. I mean, to go even yeah. back to the very, very beginning, the movie yes. starts with one of Milo's porn scenes that's being watched by his six-year-old son, who then, you know, proceeds to start talking about feeling like little things traveling around in his body and you know like there are moments in which you know the father is talking to the kid about like you know touching himself and masturbating and it's like it ain't like the kid's 10 11 12 you know what i mean like look i was introduced to porn at a really young age as well but at no point did, did any of my family members like sit down when i was six or seven and be like well you know not only is it okay that you're watching this right now, but, you know, you could kind of just go with the flow and just let your hand work in the direction that the energy <laughs> seems to be flowing in. Like, nah, man. Their reaction was like, yo, you're not supposed to be watching this. This isn't, you know, this isn't right. You're too young for that shit. <laughs> same same here, but, yeah, it's like, again, just weird fucked up family, you know, of, you know, yeah, okay, oh, and by the way, you know, um, our kid needs singing lessons, you know, and he opens up a VHS tape, you know, and he's like, here you go, here's money, Here, here's the singing lessons. All right, so, yeah, <laughs> and then when we get to another scene where it's like, you know, shit's going on, and this time, you know, just the bitch is all beating the fuck up, and then, because of all the weird-ass fucked up psychological shit that's going on, he starts seeing his kid in the fucking corner, singing, you know, going, beat the bitch, you know, hit the bitch, you know, all that kind of shit, you know, chant, you know, chanting to him, and all that kind of shit, you know, and me, I, like, I personally found this 
seem fucked up because it's like, you know, he's paying for fucking singing lessons. I was expecting this kid like to have like a fucking voice of an angel, not like a fucking cheer squad or something like that. You know, I was expecting like, you know, some Ava Maria shit. You know, this kid was like actually going to have a fucking voice. You know, not you know, because again, he's paying for fucking singing lessons, and me in the middle of mid stroke, I'd be like, I'm paying for singing lessons for you, little fuck. This is all you can fucking come up with is the fucking chant. But I don't, you know what? Again, as as a parent, there were there were a few things that I found funnier in my life than like, you know, going like my 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 kid, my one kid was always in in band as he was growing up, grade school and all of that stuff, you know? And, like, I know that they're kids, and I know that they're just practicing, you know? But when, like, you know, the the teacher gets up there, and then they're like, you know, these kids have been working so hard, and this and that. And I know, I was in band, too. You know, so I guess that's what makes it even funnier, because I remember what we thought we sounded like when we played as kids. And I know how much work we put into it, and that, you know, in our heads, we sound great. But then, like, going... (laughs) Exactly, and I got gigantic balls. I have big balls. Um, You know, but, like, going to these things, like, I would literally have to, like, bite the inside of my mouth because, like, these kids would start playing. And, like, you know, the clarinets sound like they're in one note. The fucking other trumpets are, like, off the beat. And everybody's all, like, over the place. And it's like... And I'm like, there's so many times that I'm just the person with his head fucking down, his shoulders fucking shaking, trying so hard, so hard not to burst out laughing. Because I know it'll crush these poor little kids' fucking hearts, but it's just the funniest fucking sounding thing at times. Dude, I agree, man. It's like, again, it's like, you know, uh, because my, my son was um, in orchestra, and, yeah, he, he played the oboe, and I was just like, oh, my God. You know, I went to watch him play, and I was just like, yeah, like you. Just, again, like, you know, last week's episode, which is of Eastwick, you know, where the fans are just totally off. You know, and it's like, you, you, you got to sit there and be like, yeah, kids, nice job, but at the same time, it's like, oh, holy fuck. <laughs> Who the fucking hold the note? But again, you know, you're paying for these fucking singing lessons. But yeah, and yeah, I think that's just enough. But then, then she can start start getting even more fucked up because we sit there and take our boy Milo, you know, porn star of the century, you know, and then that's not enough. So the director then decides to sit there and inject him with a bunch of fucking screw juice because. Now he wants to sit there and turn him into a rabid fucking animal where he'll fucking rape anything that's going on. <laughs> he just needs to fuck. Especially he just needs to fuck something. Yeah, and, you know, so then we get to the, the um, chick too that's chained to the bed scene. <laughs> and we do. We yeah, and he's like, you know, literally like, you know, chomping at the bit. You know, he's handcuffed, you know, from behind, you know, and they have to, you know, he's like ready to go to this chick that's, you know, handcuffed to the bed. And then they let him go, and he just goes and goes and goes. And, you know, they tell him to beat the woman because she's a bitch and she's a whore, you know, and he beats her and whatnot. And they're capturing this all on film. And then the director, because, again, Arch for Arch's sake, passes him a machete, a big-ass 
fucking Friday the 13th fucking machete. <laughs> and then he starts fucking chopping the bitch's head off in mid-stroke while he's going. Chopping that fucking shit off. And the director is yelling sex during rigor mortis. Yes, we finally achieved that. And, like, no head now. And he's just still fucking going, going, going. And, like, they, they're trying to pull, pull him off. You know, they're literally kicking. <laughs> the guards are literally kicking her ass away from his dick. <laughs> Because he's because he still wants to fuck it. <laughs> and like again, it's so terrible. It really is. But like this is one of those scenes where I'm fucking like, like one part of me is in like utter shock, and the other part of me is laughing my fucking ass off while watching it because like you see it coming. You know what I mean? Like well, not literally, but you know you, you see it coming like a mile away. And, like, yeah, he's pounded away. And, like, I, yeah, I, I used to watch a show called The League, which was about a bunch of fantasy football people. And, like, one of the, one of the jokes that gets involved with that is seizure sex. Like, this one dude is, is, is having sex with this chick. She starts having a seizure in the middle of the sex, and it's, like, the greatest sex he's ever had. So he spends the rest of the episode try, trying to figure out ways to trigger her so that she goes into a seizure because the sex is boring otherwise. Only to find out at the end, she kind of agrees because he's fucking dull as shit, you know. And he, she ends up triggering a seizure in him, and it's like the greatest thing she's ever had. Oh, um, it's a great episode. So like I've seen something similar before, but like yeah, you know, he's he's beating her, he's doing his thing, and like I have to say, like watching the bruising start to like form up on her body and everything, like. You know, this is some, like, S&M level shit, like, you know, hitting a little bit of a next level. But, like, to go from the punching, and then they hand him the machete, it was like, oh, oh, fuck, it just graduated. And I figured, okay, he's going to, like, hack at her, maybe he's going to take an arm off or something. But just to start yeah, hacking that's what I thought the back too. of the neck, and then the head pops right off, and he's still going at it like a fucking horse in heat. Like, literally, a video came up on Facebook the other day showing, like, a woman having to masturbate a horse. You know, and they've got this big cylindrical thing that the horse is supposed to think is a female horse that's standing next to it. And he starts getting all fucking up and shit. And then this chick's got to go there with this gigantic bag and let the fucking horse hump this bag. And that's what, like, Milo is doing at this point. He's just humping this fucking husk of a body. And it's like... Yeah, man. That's some heavy-duty juice. <laughs> yeah, man. And, uh, you know, then we have his buddy, uh, or, you know, former co-star, all that kind of shit. Uh, you know, Le- 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 yeah. Lezla, um t- talking oh, about, you know, how he's a... How he's a fucking performer, you know, he's an artist, you know, this is fucking art, and you're fucking ruining it by fucking drugging him up like this, and, you know, the director's like, you know, you don't understand, you know, he needs his free fucking, she's like, you know, you don't understand what a free fuck is, you've never actually had a free fuck, you uptight, uptight motherfucker, it's like, what we do is free fuck, and this is what we do for the rest of you motherfuckers when we make our film, you know, and, you know, Dan, well, the thing is, though, is you got to wonder, does, yeah. does the director inject Milo with this if Milo doesn't walk off the set? After the director shows him the baby fucking scene, you know, that he had directed, like, Milo already had, had questionable 
you know, and, and understandably so. Like, he's questioning what the hell is actually going on with this, this quote-unquote film that this guy is making. You know, it's got this kid in it. It's all kind of fucked up shit. Art. Um, it's art, yes. You know, and again, the director, I honestly, like, and again, this doesn't come, like, you know, we don't get it translated in the subtitle. I was waiting for the director to be like, don't you understand? What I'm showing you is that we're fucked from the moment we're born. You know, and that never comes out of his mouth. He's just going, newborn porn. Newborn <laughs> porn. Like, that's supposed to, like, ring true, and you're supposed to go, oh, it's fucking genius. Like, the insanity of the man is fucking great. But... You know, so, so like, Milo walks off the, off the whole thing at this point. So then the director drugs him with this shit. So I do wonder, would this have gone this far depraved had he not left? You know, like, that, that's, that's the thing here. Like, we don't know, did Milo cause this, or was this the intention the entire time? Oh, true. But, yeah, it's like, you know, so, so he runs off, though, and then he watches the film. You know, that has been steady, snatched out of the cabinet, against all that stuff. And, you know, and because, again, he was in the drug induced state, you know, we were having him, you know, realize this stuff for the first time of what he actually did. You know, on top of yeah, that, we're watching getting the Yeah, on, t- on top of that, realizing that he was really fucking uh, violated himself by one of the guards. You know, then one of the guards that he punched out, you know, because the guy was like, yeah, you punched me out, but I'm getting my shit back, bitch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what to your mother. All right. Um, At least he was out cold for it, man. You know, like, he didn't know what happened. You know, there wasn't even any, there was, there wasn't even any blood on his fucking, yeah. you know, his, his Scooby-Doo. Hey. <laughs> it's true. But then we get to the next messed up scene, okay? Which is while he's going through the tapes, okay? Then we realize that they sit there and take take his buddy and sit there and, like, this scene is so fucking fucked up. And, like, the fact that they're using all practical and all the kind of shit on top of that makes the scene, like, just even more fucking awesome. Is they sit there and cook it and removed all of her cheek, okay? And then we have Mr. T- uh, camera roll tattoo guy, you know, come in and then just fucking get, you know, what everyone considers the dream blowjob of, you know, Yonti <laughs> with no teeth. <laughs> but then he, he, but then he uses a huge ass dick to fucking choke her to death right there while she's chained up from the, you know, straight up, you know, hentai style, you know, chained from the fucking ceiling, you know, and fucking chokes the bitch right there with his fucking dick, you know. And again, I, at this point, I thought I had seen it all with the baby fucking scene, <laughs> and then this scene happened, and I was like, oh, okay. So it's going to continue going this way. You know, now, obviously, well, who we haven't discussed at all was his brother, um, who is like, oh, you know, yeah. he's, who's a police officer and has definitely has feelings and, and thoughts about, you know, uh, Milos' wife. Um, to the point that after hanging out, checking out a rump and all this shit, having some, some, some interesting conversation with her, decides to go in the bathroom to go fucking relieve himself. You know, at the very least, dude, he can leave the house, um, go to his own yeah. home and jerk off. But, but, you know, I guess he, he's got to do it there. And uh, I do yeah, think do that, the uh, part. you know, it's, uh, it's like it's seen from a mile away that he's involved in the whole situation. 
Oh, so you took it as that you thought he was actually involved and not possibly accidentally dragged in? Oh, absolutely. I think he wanted to fuck his brother's wife, and this was the way that he could do it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, okay. I was watching that. I was watching this yeah. no English and kind of picked up on what that dude was after. Especially when he's looking at yeah. him during that sex sequence. That's on a drug yeah, person. Yeah, like he knows what he's very happy doing to here. Be here. Not drugged up like <laughs> Milo's is. Nope. Nope, he was very happy to be there. Now, now Monkey hates the movie. Just kidding. No, no, but but yeah, you guys have been really quite the starry episode. But the king has made that clear that he does not want to actually talk about this episode because it, it gave him bad vibes. And the only way he could recuperate was from actually watching, you know, reruns of Sabrina or, you know, the OC or some other shit like that. Um, yeah. You know, oh, but, you should have watched the line. I mean, but I'm the bitch of horror. <laughs> yeah, it's called Palacondries, buddy. It's called Palacondries. Okay. You watch them after you watch a very fucking powerful movie. Okay, but anyway, anyway, bars, I'm, dr- anyway I, I'm driving. Okay, so we move on. <laughs> yeah. So we we get yeah that's that's really weird though man because when we get like to the big big scene I totally totally thought the brother was like drugged up too though man is like because we have them sitting there going through the flashbacks and all the kind of shit and then we can fucking get to the big fucking reveal at the end of the fucking movie all right where shit totally fucking goes down dude on oh, so many fucking levels of so many levels of uncomfortableness um yeah of just you know he works his way back to the warehouse. And get major flashbacks of the major shit that just fucking goes down, you know. And, yeah, you know, Milo's fucking drugged up as shit again. You know, like you said, you know, fucking, you know, horse ready to go. And, yeah, we have to get into this fucking shit. And he's there. He's, you know, again, handcuffed, and they're working him, you know, to the bed where the director is saying, welcome to the nice family home, and, yeah, we got to get into it, <laughs> where, again, um, yeah, my, Milo's just sees a, a pair of legs and, and ass and just starts hitting it, and then they bring in a stranger, and he, you know, that, that is has a mask and starts hitting it right next to him almost like a fucking competition and it's weird because you see this dude in the mask and he's like literally twice the size of fucking Milo you know <laughs> fucking hitting that fucking shit like you know he looks like the fucking Hulk compared to fucking Milo but Milo's in there doing his shit and you know you have blood going everywhere from Milo you know and you have shit going on and then the director comes and slowly pulls the mask off of the person next to him. And then he sees that it's his own fucking brother just going f- fucking apeshit. Which is why I, the way he was hitting it and shit like that, I thought he was under the same juice that Milo's was. Alright? Nah, it's because he was actually that nope. excited to be... Because again, that's the other thing, you know, we, we find, you know, we find out earlier that he's jealous of Milo's because Milo's can always fucking, he, can, he gets, he has a gigantic fucking cock that is always hard, no matter what. Even when Milo doesn't want to be using it, 
his junk is just fully functioning. Um, whereas the brother's on the opposite end of it. It just it doesn't seem to work, at least not in any normal circumstances. He's watching home videos earlier, you know, about a birthday party, and then it cuts to a fucking scene of Milo's, you know? Um, you know, and you, and, you, and you hear the jealousy going on during that, that sequence. So, yeah, he's finally getting off because he's taking something from Milo at this point. That's what he's doing. He's banging his wife, uh, you know, which is the other reveal okay. as the other mask comes off. So he's finally aroused himself. And meanwhile, you know, he, the, the comparison is there as the two of them are, you know, both doing their business. You know, the, I, the, the, the version I have is whatever the 104-minute version is. It says it's uncut and all that stuff. I don't even know what the cut version of this... Like, I don't know what you edit in this movie besides cutting entire sequences to make it nowhere yeah. near as vile as what the uncut version is. So, like, there's no way that the, the cut version, or the, I guess would that be the circumcised version? Um, yeah. <laughs> Is that like a slightly like tamer movie or what? But I, I, I don't know. The, you know what it is? Obviously, I knew what was under the second. I knew what was under Milo's tarp. And even though I was sitting there wishing to hell that it wasn't the case, I knew that that's what it was going to be. So at least I could accept wow. that much of it. But at the same time, when they show the fucking blood on the butt like that, for me, it was kind of like one of those, like, yeah, you know, you couldn't have, like, been a little, like, and again, like, I guess I'm asking for taste in a movie in which we find, we watch the baby get fucked. So I guess, yeah, which you, there but, is uh, none. you didn't, okay, which there is none, but at least, here's the thing, at least they didn't show, you know, they showed yeah. it without showing it in that sequence. Mm-hmm. In this sequence, there's no shying away from it. There's no clever camera cuts. There's nothing, you know, of that nature. Instead, you're just just watching the brutality and, and everything. It's like irreversible when you watch the rape sequence in that movie. You know, it's what what makes it so so horrible is how realistic, how like you know, how brutal it is in that regard. And that's what yeah. this feels like at this end sequence here. Yeah, and we have to say it. It's just he re- as they pull the final sheet away, you know, and his wife is waking up while she's being violated, and they pull the sheet away, and then she sees her husband, you know, as a rabid animal violating their very own son, you know, as he's foaming in the mouth because they drugged his son, you know, he's pretty much out of it, you know, and just foaming at the mouth. And yeah, he's also yeah. got a giant dick in his yeah. ass. You know what? I don't know. At six years old, I don't think. And you're not talking about like a regular human being's penis. You're talking about your porn star father's gigantic fucking elephant trunk of a dick up your butt. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. and, and like it's down like the street and, type of deal. And at that point, it's like everything fucking turns. And it's like, she goes fucking nuts. He goes fucking nuts once he realizes what's going on. And that is just fucking sprawl all over the place. It's like, she goes fucking straight up rabid, you know, on his, my, my fucking brother, fucking rips his fucking juggler out. You know, he, you know, fucking goes nuts and starts beating the fuck out of everyone in the fucking, 
you know, it's a real studio there. You know, shoot motherfuckers, you know, and all that kind of shit. And it's beating the fuck out of everyone that he can. And the director behind, you know, the camera is just yelling, yes, 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 you know, he wants to get it all, you know, and... <laughs> and then he goes after their hair and just starts fucking beating his fucking skull in. And he's yelling, yes, yes, get it, get it on the film, get it on the fucking film, get it all, you know, <laughs> And then, you know... <laughs> He, you know, he, he is just all about, you know, getting all of this on there. You know, because, again, any motherfucker with a camera is gathering this for art, you know, because that's what the message is supposed to be about this fucking movie, apparently. You know, is any motherfucker can create art. <laughs> but the big thing is, again, you know, after he shoots Mr. Sunglasses, camera roll guy, you know, and then finally fucking does the dick fuck kill. Okay. <laughs> he, he literally still fucks him to death. <laughs> and... <laughs> rips his fucking sunglasses off and sees that he's got one fucking eye that's so shut and then fucking shoves at his big ass cock in that fucking eyeball and just fucking kills him with it. It's just fucking great. And, and again, like I said, you know, in a movie in which you've watched a baby get fucked, you know, like the, the fact that they can keep adding sequences in that are just still making you go, damn. You know, wow, they went there and they did this. Um, you know, I, I do think that that is, you know, I, I guess it's somewhat of an accomplishment worthy of praise. Uh, what kind of praise? I don't know. I just love the fact that the guy gets shot twice, you know, and he's still just like, yep, nope, I'm okay. I'm going to keep charging you still. <laughs> I'm the juggernaut, bitch. <laughs> mm-hmm. But, yeah, okay, so we have all that happens. And then, you know, as we're running out of time here, it's like, okay, so then we sit there and just wrap back to the house, okay, where everyone realizes that everything is fucked up. And then Milo and his wife agree the only way to sit there and take care of all this is we just have to sit there and just a group suicide. And they agree, they're holding each other, you know, they have their son in between, you know, it's just a loving embrace as Milo's has the pistol behind them all and he just takes one shot and kills them all on the bed and you know so you think everything's done and safe you know until another film crew comes in (laughs) and they go well that's that start with the smallest one yeah and one of the fly yeah. yeah. The guy that we saw earlier in the movie, you know, walking past Milo as uh, Milo was going to the house the first time. Yeah. And then you realize that even in death, these people cannot escape the fucking hell that they, that Milo had put them in. Well, you realize that the director wasn't the one calling the shots. You know what I yeah, mean? There's exactly. always somebody else to fuck you. Yeah. And that's a fucking Serbian film. Um, yeah, weird, fucked up movie. Uh, if you <laughs> like horror movies, do not watch this movie. If again, like I will stare and repeat what I said before, if you want to be scared, watch Halloween. If you want to be scarred, watch this fucking movie because this movie will sit there and put things in your head that will never, ever, ever 
escape your fucking brain. This movie is going to put shit in your head, and it's going to fucking pop up randomly, okay? This is a fucked up movie that's going to fuck with you for the rest of your fucking life. That being said, like, I consider it a weird-ass fucked up badge of honor, and I can't wait to sit there and watch Sallow. (laughs) <laughs> just sit there and see another super super fucked up movie <laughs> alright well, I'll see yeah. you next week it is your pick <laughs> what do you got it's for funny what are we that talking you, about well yeah no, if you, I just was going to say I think it's funny that if you do go out and you know read into the horror community like you sometimes come upon and I've seen these you come upon some people that are like oh I've seen that film it's not that big of a deal Yeah. Okay. I don't know how they say that about this movie. The one thing that made me feel better about this movie was, because unlike other times when I've got a, a movie on, well, obviously when I watch it digitally, there's, there, I don't bother with any of the special features. Because I knew I was never going to put this Blu-ray in again, I did watch all the special features, the behind the scenes and all that stuff. Seeing how everything was actually just practically made, it was all dummies and dolls, yeah. nothing real, the baby wasn't real, you know, all of that was all completely fake. It totally makes it, it, made it a little more digestible. It, it, that was my palate cleanser there. Hmm. Okay. All right, Dean. What are we watching next week? All right. So I hate. I just. I absolutely fucking hate to do this. Uh, I, it, I. 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 I get annoyed when other people do it, but now I have to succumb to the same fate. I will uh, make my announcement to you all uh, at a later time. Oh, okay. well, nah, we're not. We're not going to France. <laughs> we're not going to France. And just because you said that, maybe very. We very well might be now. That's right. Okay. okay. Go ahead and get your go ahead and get your check marks on your next baguette. <laughs> All right. So thank you, Dean, for joining us tonight. We'll see you back here next week for your pick to be determined. Looking forward to it. Yes. Um, actually, uh, no. I, I got to do some research and see if this is available. I might have my pick. I just have to check. I just have to check if uh, if it's available for watching. Okay. But um, I will let you all know. All right. right well, as we close up, Monkey, yeah, go ahead and sign yourself off. All right, thanks for listening to tonight's very fucked up episode of Talking Terror. Yeah, um, I seriously doubt we're ever going to go this way again. Hope you enjoyed it, and good night, everybody. Mwah! <laughs> All right, uh, cool. If you want to sign off, uh, yeah, you know, like, listen, people. <laughs> Just don't repeat what you see in films. You know, if there's ever a movie to not fucking do what you see in the movie, this, this is film. the movie to not do it. Oh, uh, definitely not this film. You know, so so and don't let your kids watch it. Don't let them fool you into thinking that this no. is a horror movie that they need no. to watch. Uh, no, absolutely fucking not. In well, any well way that is one of those things. It's not like this one is out there and like easy to see. Like it would require some dedication to be able to see it. It's not like a kid's gonna stumble Which, upon it. Yes, but as adults, it's not, you know, we look at technology from a different standpoint as these younger ones who have grown up with that technology at their hands. So they're available, like, you know, this movie is probably more readily available to them, you know, than, than we might think it is for us. Um, Good point. But either way, regardless, you know, just any be, adult out there, be responsible just, parents. watch the movie. Yes, absolutely. Yes, yes. <laughs> don't, don't be a Milo, okay, whatever you do. Don't be a mile. <laughs> Aside from don't that, get fucked in the stay, don't get fucked in the ass. Stay scarred. <laughs>
and don't sell. <laughs> <laughs> Unless you like it. I mean, if you like it, go on right ahead. You know, just use loot. This way it doesn't hurt. Unless you like the pain. Mm-hmm. If you're into that, well, then, you know, I, I guess butt-fucking is butt-fucking. Anyway, stay scared and scarred all at the same time. <laughs> all right, that's it. Have a good night. We'll see you back here next week. <laughs>